0: Hey, I'm Joe and welcome to Content Marketing Commute, the podcast for European content marketers who want to go to a new level. It's a content marketing podcast with a twist. Think of it a little bit like Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, but maybe a little bit less funny. Mixed with carpool karaoke minus the singing and hot ones minus the chicken. All about B2B content marketing I, Joe, your host, interview expert content marketers in different cities around Europe on their commutes to work. Yes, that's the twist. We're not sitting down face to face or on a Zoom call. No, I join them literally walking, cycling, on the bus and train to their workplace. Hello and welcome to another episode of Content marketing commute. I'm here in beautiful sunny Montpellier. You wouldn't believe it's winter, but it is. It's so sunny and it's beautiful. To speak to someone about knowing your audience, really understanding your audience in B2B content marketing, and that person is Natalie Figuer.
1: How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Did I say your last name correctly as well? Figuer. Figuer. Figuer.
1: <laughs> it's not bad. That's not.
0: Brilliant. Well shall we go on a walk, Natalie?
1: Yes. Sounds let's do good? It.
0: Okay, you lead the way.
1: Go around this way.
0: Awesome. And so Natalie, you are senior content marketing manager at Codepad. Exactly. Right here in Montpellier. Yes. And first of all, can you just tell us where we
1: are? So we are in Marché du Laise.
0: Marché du Laise. Uh,
1: in Montpellier. This is about 10 minutes away from my office. Yeah. So we come here for lunch sometimes. And That's it's kind of one funky. of those places that they've like made something from nothing right it's like i love that in like an oh, i don't know it's like a mismatch of like yeah. restaurants and you like got
0: like a big motorway overbridge yeah just there's here like a big food
1: court yeah food exactly court. we're like in the middle of like just between roads and like i think there was like nothing here yeah and now there are
0: super cool a lot of stuff now there are a lot of hipsters french hipsters yeah here. Very love very it hip. we can go this way <laughs> let's go this way so we're just taking a quick walk through here and um, Natalie, you sound British.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't sound French. <laughs> no, but,
0: but, I, but I think when you speak French you do. That's the crazy thing. Possibly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, you know, just very briefly about that, your story. Yeah, being so here.
1: I've, I mean, I've been in France now for s- 17 years. 17 Something years. like that. I was, yeah, born in the UK. I came over when I was about mm, 13. Yeah. And yeah, we were meant to come over for a year. I came with my family right. and we've just never gone back. Wow.
0: Oh, uh, we'll go, I'll go this way. <laughs> very cool. And, and why would you look at, look at this place? I mean, I not that the UK's bad, the I UK did think too. this
1: morning I was like, oh, Montpellier's putting on a show. <laughs> putting on a show.
0: Oh man. This place is so cool. Got a little skate park. Didn't bring the <laughs> skateboard, unfortunately, okay. but that's very cool.
1: And we do have to be careful here because it's like a shared Yes.
0: Path. Oh my gosh. So
1: there are pedestrians, cycl- yeah. psych- cyclists.
0: Everyone's outside enjoying the, the beautiful day <laughs> and the sun. Fantastic, Natalie. Well, we want to get into a bunch of different things today around, you know, we had our briefing call and you talked about knowing your audience and I thought mm-hmm. that was such a cool uh, thing to be talking about. First of all, before we get into that, can you tell us a bit about CodaPad and, and what you do there and all that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I... Like you said, I'm Senior Content Marketing Manager at CodaPad. I've been with the company for five and a half years. Um, I actually joined the company when we were still Coding Game. Okay. Um, so Coding Game and CodaPad merged uh, coming up to three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now CodaPad is one technical hiring platform. Right. With two and a half parts to it. So CodaPad Screen... Is to build and send out. Well, it's going to be a bit noisy.
0: No, that's right. That's what the podcast is all about. <laughs> Real life. People are leaning in, trying to listen to what you're saying. It's
1: very artistic.
0: It's beautiful. Oh yeah, look at all the art. Amazing. <laughs> brief interlude. <laughs> brief
1: interlude.
0: So, Codepad Screen.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, with Codepad Screen, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can build and send out technical tests, so okay. programming tests yeah. that are hands-on, gamified, engaging. Super cool. And so, this is like
0: if you're interviewing a developer or something. Exactly,
1: basically. yes. Yeah. And with Codepad Interview, you can conduct... Live collaborative programming interviews yeah. in a browser-based environment, and CodePad Map, which is still in beta, so that's the half. Yeah, <laughs> you use CodePad Map to assess. Your team's skills internally. Okay. So identify strengths and weaknesses and track them over time.
0: Okay. Ah, very cool. So that's kind of more of a like a upskilling and yeah, exactly. Ah, very cool. Career
1: progression, upskilling, identifying hiring needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could go on. (laughs) Very interesting. So sounds like you're pretty passionate about it. Yeah, I think it's a really good. It's a
1: really good tool, and I mean, we're trying to make technical hiring better, yeah, fairer, and I think that's just a really yeah, really cool thing to do.
0: Cool. I like the, I just as a, an aside I think that whole like interview process no matter what your job is mm-hmm. is so broken like there's right. so much room to change it because you always get that sense that like it's not about being good at the job it's about being good at interviews mm-hmm. that gets you a job
1: Yeah exactly <laughs> that's like, sort of what we're working with yeah. I think it is especially for like technical jobs engineers they're not necessarily good at selling themselves Yeah without wanting to like generalized but right. yeah it's it's not easy to show your skills yeah in a in an interview setting that's not what you're used to day to day. Totally. And so sort of provide giving those tools to recruiters to be able to create an interview yeah. environment that is realistic and that sort of yeah. sets them up for success. It's better for candidates, it's better for recruiters. Yeah. And it's just a fairer way of doing things. Yeah, I think. everybody gives everybody a shot as well. Mm,
0: nice. Great. Well, that's good to get the background from you there, Natalie, on Codapad. I, I realise the sun is behind us, and you can just see what a beautiful day it is. <laughs> the glare of the sun. Like, I'm warm. We're wearing coats, it but is, we probably don't, don't need to I'm, be. I'm going to be too warm. We probably don't even need to be.
1: Maybe down there we'd have some shade. Oh, that... Yeah.
0: Hey, we're, we're doing great. Okay, Natalie, before we get into the real topic of today, I always keen to explore how content people get into content, because you don't go to university to study content. Mm-hmm. You might go for marketing, but whatever how did you get into content just give us a brief story
1: if you will <laughs> story of my content marketing life yeah so i initially did a master's in applied languages so english french spanish and mandarin wow please don't ask me to say anything in mandarin
0: <laughs> <laughs> spanish still there?
1: spanish yeah. yeah
0: not too far from spain no, yeah you can get down there. yeah
1: i mean it's, it's a bit sad that i don't use it like every day, yeah. but yeah, it's still there. It's still there. I'm yeah. sure I'm a little bit rusty, but <laughs> I try to <laughs> you not know, keep up with you. You
0: hablo poquito español, muy
1: poquito, <yay. laughs>
0: pero quiero practicar ot- otra vez. Sí,
1: me no. también
0: duolingo. Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. <sorry>. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> so I studied. Yeah, languages applied to. Business, international negotiation, oh, and that cool. kind of thing. And I really enjoyed my master's, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't, it just didn't get me a job that I enjoyed. Right. So I decided to go back to school, to do a second master's in communication and marketing. And I ended up with a an alternance, like yeah. we were saying, yeah. like a French student contract where you're like half at school, half at work.
0: Yeah, which is a great system in France, Yeah. I, I found, like back home in New Zealand, Coming out of uni, I feel like I didn't know how to work because right. I never did that. But in France, it works better.
1: Yeah, it's, you're doing, but you're doing both. You learn so much. Yeah. At, I mean, financially, it's also really like really interesting yeah. to be able to go to school and
0: Actually, the company helps
1: finance it anyway. Super it's, cool. it's a very cool system. Yeah. So you started off in, um, in so I started off in alternance and was working for a very small agency as content manager.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I was like, wow this is what I want to do. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. I'd never heard of content marketing, but I just thought it was so cool. I just thought it was so me. And I was like, oh, well, this is what I want to do. Wow. So that experience was just, was great. I mean, I learned so much. It was a very small team. So I had lots of responsibility and, and I, I just learned so much. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Yeah. After, after a year in that role, um, I was like, you know, what? I don't want to be a student anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I've been there, I've done that. Now, and I went back to school to find out what I wanted to do. Now I know what I want to do. I want to just go out and do it.
0: Yeah, great.
1: Unfortunately, the agency wasn't in a position to hire at yeah. that time. Yeah. But I went to a HR conference. HR. And I met Odd, one of the co-founders of Coding Game. Mm. And I was chatting with her, and she happened to mention that they were looking for a bilingual content manager. Yeah. At the time, they were creating content in both English and French. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> Great fit. Um, and then, yeah, the following week, we were having coffee, and the rest is history. Brilliant. So,
0: yeah. I would, Yeah, I just love exploring that, different people's pathways into it, because, you know, so many people have been journalists, or studied languages, or studied we- marketing, and really cool to see how you're coming at it from so that's great but let's jump into it Natalie and today we're discussing a big topic and I think one that it seems quite obvious but is not done well in a lot of ways I find in b2b mm-hmm. which is really knowing your audience right and you know we always talk about personas or will we cross over the bridge yeah that sounds there, good yeah. we talk about personas and we talk about you know all that sort of stuff but but it's it's a case of like do enough content marketers and B2B brands understand who they're speaking to in mm-hmm. a company, right? And so this is the topic we're gonna to talk about. And you're if I'm not mistaken, you at Codapad you're speaking to, to TA people or down right, acquisition, acquisition, acquisition. In specific kind of company in a
1: Yeah, I mean in sort of, we're sort of moving up market so sort of medium to bigger sized companies yeah Yeah. do they
0: they have to be in like a tech space no
1: No? in any any industry i mean really every industry almost is hiring like developers yeah i think if that hiring need is there then we can help
0: okay (laughs) okay cool and so I guess my first question, did you know about this space before you jumped into it? I guess the answer is no.
1: Well, it was relatively new as a student with the agency that I mentioned. They yeah. specialized in inbound marketing and inbound recruitment. Okay. So that was actually my very first sort of introduction to HRTA yeah, okay. recruitment, but it was relatively new.
0: So sort of like employer branding and stuff like that. Right, okay. employer
1: branding. And so basically inbound market, inbound recruitment, sorry, it's like inbound marketing, but you're selling yeah. to candidates. Yeah,
0: sure. So talk us through maybe high level, high level question, but that kind of process you went through. You arrive at CodaPad. You sort of, you know, a a bit about the space. How do you, how do you get to immerse yourself in the world of the buyer? <laughs> it's a big question.
1: Yeah, I think I started out doing what probably every content marketer that's new to a role does. Yeah. So I did market research i built detailed persona profiles yeah i did yeah you know, mind mapping competitor research i s- subscribed to blogs and newsletters i tried to identify oh dear
0: oh dear <laughs> we've got a muddy puddle here ahead of us but i think we can, can get around side um, yeah so you pulled as much information as you could from all over the mm, all over the web
1: yeah all over the web all over Social media, all over, internally as well, our customer base. So yeah, I think you sort of that groundwork. I think almost everybody who starts in a new role like redoes that research. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think it it's good to be able to confirm that you're still on the right track, that you're aligned. Yeah. See if there's anything you can dig up. Yeah. But yeah, I did kind of a substantial amount of work coming into the role. Mm. Cool. Um,
0: Sounds like you had that focus of really trying to understand the audience, which. I don't know if you agree but I I don't see I don't see everyone have that focus sometimes people will start with the product and sort of think Mm. I'm here to sell this product so that's what I'm going to talk about but you had a different kind of thought to that
1: yeah I think for me it's what's most important is your persona and the problem that their pain points like their interests their challenges what problems they're trying to solve yeah so that yes you obviously you need to understand your product but you need to understand what problem you're solving with your product Mm. because you can market your product because it does xyz and if that's not what your persona is looking for to solve problem one two three then there's just going to be a mismatch yeah um
0: totally so almost like as a content marketer the value you bring the most is really diving deep and owning that pain and then like Sure, there's other people in the company who kind of own the product and mm-hmm. you've got to connect it to the product, but, right. but that's your job to, like, really understand the, the Yeah,
1: and I don't know if you want to go into more detail now about, like, how, how I've done that over time as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, let's just jump into it.
1: Um, it's organic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, your initial sort of groundwork, I think that's very good to do that. I think what you don't want to do is to sort of do that work, build out your persona profile get yeah. as detailed as you can i think i can rem- i can remember quite vividly my persona profile i'm pretty sure the t and like my ta persona she was called jen
0: yeah. i'm pretty sure you gave her a name yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah i'm very attached to sort of the creative and em- empathetic sort of side of content and so yeah i mean my persona she needed she or he obviously. Yeah. but yeah needed an identity so like a name and yeah. like i needed to know what her daily life, what her life looks like yeah and, and it may sound I don't know
0: superficial some it's non-marketers would say oh why do you need to like put a name on it or why do you need this or that or whatever
1: but it really it really helps you to put yourself in their shoes Yeah. to, to feel like they're real people that you're talking to yeah. writing for
0: exactly and they are at the end of the day and like they are. you're yeah. gonna see I mean you're gonna see traffic and clicks and downloads and whatever but <laughs> that's people behind it and exactly. it's easy to forget that sometimes for sure right <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I think doing that groundwork, I think, is great. And then I think so over time... So sort
0: of, was she married with a dog in the suburbs? <laughs> like, did you go into that stuff as well? Or did she I went um, into
1: quite a lot of detail. At some point you've got to stop because it's like yeah. obsessive. It's a bit
0: ridiculous. <laughs> and she had a <laughs> but, hard day the other, the other day, but she's feeling a bit better. now.
1: <laughs> but it was very much like, what are her pain points? Like, what is keeping her from doing... What is the ideal state? How would yep. she like to do her job? Yep. What is keeping her from doing that? Like, what are her challenges, her pain points? What tools is she, use, she, is she using? Yep. Where does she go for content? Like, where, what, what is she listening to? What is she watching? What, like, it's just getting into that detail, I mm. think really helps you to paint a picture and yep. yeah, put yourself in the shit.
0: Yeah. So you initially <laughs> kind of put that together based on like a bunch of online research. And stuff, what else we how else are we trying to put that together at the start? I guess because we're, talk, we're talking about process. So,
1: I guess at the start, like I said, I think talking to people internally yeah. on the one hand, like your sales team, product marketing, like anybody who's in contact with your customers, yeah. anything that they any insights you can get from them, I think is, is really valuable, yeah. and then the people that are. Or resemble your persona. Yeah. Nice. So, like, for me, for example, the people team at KonoPad. I mean, they're a great source of mm. insight, and I can bounce things off them. It's like, okay, so, so do you care about this? Yeah. Like, is this interesting to you? Well, if you were invited to this webinar or this webinar, which one would you pick? Like, yeah. sometimes it's really detailed stuff. Sometimes it's bigger picture. But like, keeping in touch with them, um, and sort of they're sort of your temperature check. Because like, yeah, are that. you on the right track?
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool I'm freelancing at the moment for a, a fintech company mm-hmm. and it's such a new space for me and um, there's two sort of finance managers in the company and they're my best friends yeah, like, I'm right. just like, do you care about this? Exactly. <laughs> or is it just me making it up?
1: <laughs> and I think even further than that so obviously my primary persona is TA yeah. recruiting for technical roles so I also am a little bit interested in technical candidates. Okay. And and those who are on the job. Because I want to know these are the people that they're trying to hire. Yeah. I want to know how did they feel about the technical recruitment process, for example. Right. Like what's their feedback? What can I take back to my persona that's going to be interesting to now, them? That's interesting. And because I work with a lot of developers both internally and like we're just in a in a tech space, so obviously am able to talk to a lot of people tech people. And I've learned so much from them as well. Very cool.
0: A quick message from the sponsor of today's episode, Leadfeeder. Hey there fellow B2B marketers, before we dive back into the conversation, let me introduce you to a game changer in the lead generation arena, Leadfeeder. Now we all know the struggle of identifying those elusive website visitors and turning them into valuable leads. But what if I told you there's a tool that not only promises, but delivers on supercharging your lead generation and sales efforts? Enter Leadfeeder. Imagine having the power to identify companies visiting your website, track their behavior in real time, and seamlessly integrate it all with your CRM. Leadfeeder is not just a tool, it's your secret weapon for efficient and targeted lead engagement. What sets Leadfeeder apart? It's the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior, helping your sales team prioritize efforts and close deals faster. With customizable notifications, lead scoring, and yes, GDPR compliance, Leadfeeder is changing the game. Ready to revolutionize your approach to leads and deals? Head over to leadfeeder.com for your free demo today. That's L-E-A-D-F e-e-d-e-r dot com. Don't miss out on the future of successful lead generation with Lead Leadfeeder. So, I think that, let's try to get back to that journey. You're, you're in the company, you're pretty new, you've done that research, talked to people, mm-hmm. got as good a picture as you can. Where do you go from there? And where did you go? <laughs> and where are you going?
1: So I guess on the one hand you want to you're going to want to identify sort of key themes. I think these yeah. are very much related to like the jobs sort of jobs to be done mapping like yeah. My colleague Molly would call it, hi Molly. Hey Molly. Um, <laughs> and and their pain points. Yeah. I think like what is their problem and how can you help them solve it? I think in terms of identifying content, obviously you're going to want to bring like SEO and keyword research into that as well and kind of match all of that mm-hmm. but in terms of staying in touch with your persona yeah um, and making sure that it's not just like I built out this profile five years ago and I'm still basing everything I do off that yeah um, it's
0: got to be like a living thing right? it's got to be yeah. an
1: ongoing thing yeah. I mean I live and breathe in the TA space. Yeah. Um I consume way more HR content than I do marketing content or yeah. content marketing content. Interesting. Yeah. So does that make me a really bad content marketer or a really no, good one? <laughs> I think it makes you a good one. But yeah, I I think content like newsletters, blogs, newsletters are great because you can subscribe to a whole bunch yeah. and they just end up in your inbox and I don't religiously read all of them. Yeah. But it gives me an idea of what's cooking and I can pick stuff out and there are some great reads
0: yeah.
1: I think LinkedIn is a great place to go It LinkedIn is a bit of a, a tricky one because it, it can it can be such a scroll trap and it can take a while to sort of build up your algorithm
0: yeah and um, sort of curate you've got it. what i right. you got to really curate your own feed right otherwise right. it's a bit yeah it um, a bit.
1: Right. like you can but over time you get to a place where your feed, is, your feed just becomes such yeah a Source of knowledge and insights, and obviously I follow TA professionals. Yeah. But I also follow recruitment tools, recruitment software, uh, HR influencers. Yes, that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just people, just everybody sort of in that space to see what they're talking about, what's coming up, and 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 yeah, sort of get those insights.
0: That's really cool. So Um, it almost starts as a very trying to research process and you're getting it all down on paper and then over time it's just you know it's more and more that that you understand it in your head and and you are just like adding little bits to it all the time it's become very
1: natural now to be honest to just sort of live and breathe in that space
0: yeah and then Um, you see something and you and you know see a new thing and you're like oh you pick up that Mm -hmm. you're going to be interested in that because you know you know like you see a recurring like a recurring
1: topic and you're like oh okay so this is this is picking up speed like people are getting interested in yeah. this in person and events are great as well yeah don't like don't go to sell but go to be like <laughs> I mean, it's hard to not feel like an imposter in those in those kind yeah. of settings but For I think sure. genuinely if you're there with modesty and like genuine interest you want to learn about their jobs about their challenges about what they're doing day to day like it's just that's just a really 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 good place to go yeah
0: very cool. One question, Natalie, I wanted to ask you is around subject matter experts, right? Because mm-hmm. I like the way you think about content and your job in the sense that you become, in a sense, a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. I, I've i always thought, like, now that I'm freelancing as well, I'm probably not going to become a, fin- a finance expert, right? <laughs> so I need to, like, really lean heavily on people in the company who, who do
1: right.
0: know that stuff. You touched on it a little bit earlier, but... How do you work with those people, or how should content factors work mm-hmm. with the people within the company who really are experts in the space?
1: I guess it's I mean you' it's building a, a relationship I think yeah it's over time as you become more and more sort of informed on those topics now I work very closely with the people team and it's it's a two way thing yeah so on the one hand, I learn from them, and they're able to sort of give me reality checks sometimes, be like, yeah, that's yeah. all well and good, but, you know, in real life, that's not how it, that's yeah. not how it goes. Or this is totally. the limit of what you're saying. That's just marketing. They te- yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, they, they teach me so much about sort of nuance of like... But then on the other hand, for them, they don't have to curate their content to keep up with trends in, in HR, because right. right. I do it for them. Oh, great. Um, I'm not saying that they don't, but it's it's cool like for them also to hear from me on like well this i've seen this company be successful doing this oh, cool. or i've seen this trend is coming up as like or how or i've seen candidates that have been asking for this yeah or or employees are expecting this like it's mm. a, in a in a broader sense not necessarily just in recruitment yeah and i'm actually also staff representative oh so i'm like personally invested as well in sort Of playing my part in making CodaPad a great place to work. That's awesome. So we have a lot of discussions around sort of our internal policies and it all sort of goes together. It's yeah,
0: like a yeah, oh, I love that. That's really, really cool. And, um, it's so warm. It's so, so warm. But I think i am just dumped day. my coat somewhere. <laughs> we'll just continue this way. Uh, we might be able to get back across and, in,
1: um, in a while.
0: <laughs> in a while, we'll see. Well, you lead the way. I'm...
1: We might have to turn back at some
0: point. Okay, we might have to turn back. Because um, I'm not swimming across. <laughs> <laughs> it does look inviting, doesn't it? Not not particularly, but it's a beautiful day here in Montpellier. And, uh, yeah, that it's interesting how you describe it, because I feel like there's two there's two lanes here. Like, mm-hmm. Either you can become the, the expert in the space as a content person, and then, you know, over time maybe you become a slightly bit bit more independent within the company you know your stuff whatever. Mm-hmm. or you can sort of say okay if I have good subject matter experts who, who get it and who are easy to work with and whatever like I can just rely on my craft which is communicating and packaging yeah. and all that sort of stuff
1: yeah I think definitely I can see that sort of evolu- evolution yeah <laughs> over sort of my years of content marketing is that I've gone from my the, my skill was being able to source all of that information sort through it reorganize it like package it in a way that was useful and interesting and valuable to our audience yeah to now where i'm still doing that but i'm also adding my sort of opinion my take yeah which
0: is which is cool which is yeah adding my input right yeah
1: which makes it even more useful which makes it even more interesting to do Mm. So I think yeah, if you can get to that place, that's like a really interesting. So like, rec- I mean, fairly recently over the past year, for me it was also really rewarding to see that like the people team internally, they'll like reach out to me for my mm. opinion or we like, were cool. like, well, what do you think or what how what have you seen or how would yeah. you do it and and to sort of realise that they have confidence that they see me as a, a peer or a partner yeah. or. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know, I, re- I know my stuff.
0: Very cool. That's very cool. <laughs> that must be very rewarding. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to turn around here, uh, Natalie, and head back to Marché du... Marché du laise. Marché du laise. <laughs> Marché du laise. Couple of last questions. We've talked a lot here about uh, how you understand your audience, how you get a good picture of them. Mm-hmm. want to take that a step further, and like, when you're doing that, how, what sort of signals are you looking for to know that you're on the right track or you're hitting the mark with with the people that matter?
1: Right, I'd say I'm not a numbers person. Yeah. Obviously, I have goals and I have metrics to follow, like key success metrics, and but it's not something I'm not passionate about dashboards and calculations and projections and that kind of thing. (laughs) But luckily, I get to work with um, our global head of content, Alice. Hi, Alice. Uh, nice. <laughs> who is extremely talented and who is a numbers person nice so we work together to sort of surface those indicators nice it's so great
0: by the way when you can find like when you have a good binome as we say in french like like a good partnership with absolutely. someone in your company and you, you can focus on what you're great at and they can do what they're great at absolutely <laughs> you know
1: that's yeah that's very much the case i think i'd say i'm alice is more of a strategist mm-hmm. and i say i'd say i'm more of a I'm very attached to sort of the operational creative side of content so I'm more of a writer slash researcher slash journalist nice. slash presenter that kind of thing.
0: yeah that's great
1: but it's great that we're both able to do what we're what yeah. we love and what we're good at very cool anyway so I work with her we also turn to our Demand generation manager, Mike. Hi Mike. Um,
0: <laughs> We're saying um, hi to everybody. Yeah, hi awesome. to everybody.
1: Does um, that mean they're all
0: gonna be watching and listening? Hopefully. Yeah, good. They
1: better be. <laughs> Who and and sorry, another shout out. <laughs> and product marketing director Molly shout as well. Up. shout out Don to Molly. Molly. Shout out Molly. But yeah, she works really closely with sales. Obviously Mike is he owns all of his ad campaigns and to be able to sort of bring all of those insights together which ads are being clicked which topics like which content is is performing best in our ads in our newsletters as well like what's what's being clicked on yeah what can molly bring us back from customers and basically we have so i run a editorial meeting once a month oh nice where we kind of all get together and we bring all that together Mm -hmm. to sort of surface those indicators yeah and obviously we look at traffic and engagement social engagement as well cool
0: do so there's a whole any... bunch of things you can look at yeah I guess. awesome do you look at anything on like the qualitative side as well i know it's always great when someone comments on something says this
1: content is awesome i know
0: i always like to screenshot <laughs> that stuff know, do you, you do like, the same
1: happy dance. <laughs> yeah
0: Happy <dance. laughs> it's like, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least one person thinks it's interesting. yeah
0: i spend so much time on it
1: a... <laughs> um, i think yeah so yes Absolutely. Like I said, like social engagement, that kind of thing. I think webinars is a really great way to yeah. do that. A really great way to sort of get the get that direct feedback. Like there are actual people in yeah. real life, in real time, yeah. <laughs> listening to you, like consuming your content. And that's a really great way to get feedback. And I think the questions, like, for example, our webinars are like a roundtable discussion and then a QA and a session. And that Q&A session, that is just a goldmine. I yeah. mean... These are real people asking real questions. Like this yeah. is what they want to know. Very cool. So I'd recommend going back through reviewing all of those questions mm. and seeing how you can answer them in your content. Yeah. Um, I think if you host webinars and then if you if you don't or you can't attending webinars and seeing what questions people are asking, that's a great way to do that as well. Yeah,
0: really cool. One thing I've just I've just got to do recently, and I've wanted to do for so long, is start using Gong. Have you ever used Gong? Yes,
1: <gasps> yes. Gong best. is a great source for like yeah, that sort of check temperature check, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, to be we use Gong for all of our to record all of all all of our customer calls. Yeah. You so to be able to in go there. in, yeah. So yeah. to be able to jump in and search for a specific topic, a specific specific keyword. Yeah. So I can go in and be like. Employer branding, AI in recruitment—I don't know yeah, anything—skills-based totally. hiring, whatever—and see what our customers are saying about it. What vocabulary are they using? Yeah. Like, how are they wording it? How, what do they find challenging? How are they approaching that challenge? Yeah, that so is good. yeah really interesting.
0: Very cool. There's a lot, of, like, kind of summing it up. As a content marketer, it can be easy to get further and further distanced from. Your audience, mm-hmm. and and it's almost a case of continually trying to fight for ways to get closer right. to them, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think it's it's not always easy to justify as well when you're yeah. like, I want to go to an like I want to go to an HR event, like what? Why? <laughs> you're in marketing. Why do yeah. I go to an HR event?
0: Or I want to come meet a customer or something. Right. They're like, it's we like, don't well, need you to be there. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that before.
1: <laughs> but it's it's so important, and I think to be able to sell that like you can be confident in saying if I don't know our persona if I, if yeah. I won't be able to create content that will resonate with our persona totally. and they won't convert and they won't buy
0: yeah like, it's a pretty strong argument
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah okay A last question Natalie this has been really really cool conversation is you know if there's content marketers listening out there and marketers who like me maybe working in fintech or some crazy weird space <laughs> where they're like looking at the people trying to understand the people who they're trying to sell to do you have a piece of advice for them
1: yeah i think for starters i'd say that i I mean i guess it's probably come across but i'm pretty passionate about hr recruitment like i i just think it's such a fascinating colorful profession i think it's just such an interesting thing to do where you can have impact on people's lives like their Mm. daily work lives so yeah i just think it's really interesting but I do think there's a little bit of a like chicken or the egg scenario right like am I just naturally drawn to HR or have I built that interest Mm. over the years to better serve my audience yeah that's interesting and I think you can get interested in pretty much anything Mm -hmm. I think if you're not like Without wanting to sound too much like a motivational quote, (laughs) (laughs) I'd say curiosity is key and passionate is contagious. So if you're not naturally passionate about the subject matter, say finance, find people who are. Yeah. Like get in touch with those people. Because that'll rub off
0: on you basically. Yeah, exactly. really cool. That'll
1: rub off on you. That and did sound like a motivational that, I mean, quote. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> I mean pretty I can guarantee that pretty much any field there are people who are passionate about what they do. Yeah. And who care and who want to share what they do as well. Totally. So yeah, find those people, find that media, like identify all of all of those different sources of information. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Before you know it, you'll be like, Wow, this is such an interesting interesting yeah. thing to do.
0: <laughs> and I think it's that's actually a really, really good point, Edlie, because I think sometimes it's about finding the why behind that thing right Right. and sometimes these experts they're so in the detail of the thing Mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily connect all the time with why Mm -hmm. like who cares Mm -hmm. so what and that can be your job as a content marketer Mm -hmm. to be like why and then yeah you're bringing your side to it and that's that's Mm -hmm. really cool I mean I was
1: talking to um, side note but I was talking to one of my colleagues I'm going to shout What's out again. Hi, Ida. Hi, Ida. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is? Who works in data science? And I mean, for me, that's very. I mean, I'm learning more about it, but it's relatively, still relatively new and un- unknown. Yeah. And she was talking about what she does, and she was like, well, "It's such a creative thing to do." And I was like, what she really? does? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like really. <laughs> y- y- why would you say it's creative and like she went on to explain how for her bring, bringing the data to to life like get, getting all mm. of the insights and how you can apply those and how much impact you can have and blah 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 blah. blah.
0: Mm.
1: but I was like wow but like I'd never have thought of that I'd never as have thought of data thing. science as like a creative thing but but yeah talking to her about it I was like oh that's really yeah. interesting so yeah
0: Talk Very to people, cool. be curious. Talk to people, yeah. <laughs> it just comes down to being curious, yeah, and, and wanting to ask questions and understand. Yeah. That's what makes a great content marketer. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Natalie. Thank this you. Is, this has been a fantastic conversation. We're going to finish our walk through this beautiful wooded area that we <laughs> no. walked through earlier. <laughs> I don't
1: know where I'm taking it's you. It's lovely. <laughs> I don't know what this is.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many interesting things all around. But it's been fantastic. you have any... Last thoughts that we we basically touched on so many things.
1: Um, Do I have any last thoughts?
0: Anyone else to say hi to?
1: (laughs) Hi, Mom! Hi, Mom! (laughs) No, I think I'd say be confident as well. Like, it's very easy to be confident. That's such a silly thing to say but I mean no it's it's easy to sort of feel like an imposter yeah to feel like you can't give your like why how can I give my opinion on HR subjects when I have never worked as an HR manager I've had that thought I've been like what do you think you're doing yeah but I think yeah have like have confidence in the fact that you're putting the work in you're learning you're Mm. talking to people and you're I mean be modest I mean I'm not going to Yeah. like go and say I know what you should do I know all but I'm listening and I'm learning and there's genuine interest and I think yeah be confident enough to be like I can bring something to this that's
0: really cool, love it okay well that was another episode of Content Marketing Commute we'll be back uh, next week for a about last week episode where I will dive into one specific topic in this episode Natalie I'm going to pick it out and I'm going to just like try and deep dive on it. And <laughs> it I don't know apart. if I... No, not rip it apart. <laughs> not rip it apart, that way. I couldn't possibly do that. I'll just, you know, try and bring my spin on it. And a bit deeper level of information. Oh, if I, I can. It will be a big challenge, honestly. It will. It was great. Well, thank you, Nelly, And uh, we'll see you again next week, guys. Thank Bye-bye. Thanks so
1: much. Bye.
0: Thanks for pressing play and... Listening all the way through on this episode of Content Marketing Commute. If you did enjoy it, please do subscribe, tell a friend about this podcast, and leave us a five star rating and a nice review. I'd so appreciate it. Also, do feel free to come along to www.contentmarketingcommute.com and check out all the additional resources and bonus content that's there. Why not subscribe over there? You'll love it, I promise. See you next time.